Welcome to episode 14, Growing in Grief, part two. Originally, I didn't have a part two planned for this episode. It just, you know, it just worked out that way because it's um, this month in about two weeks. It's approaching the one year mark since I lost my mom. So, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. It just like came to mind to, I guess, like give an update on like a year later and like where my emotions are at and where my head is at one year later from, you know, possibly the worst day of my life. Um, it's what, like three, almost three thirty AM. <laughs> I got off work at about twelve thirty, and, um, yeah, I don't sleep, but, uh, yeah, it hasn't gotten easier. One year later, it hasn't gotten easier. It's still hard as shit, you know, um, Good things have happened since, though, you know, good, good things have happened um, and good things are coming. Good things are happening. Good things are coming. So it's like I'm happy about that. Um, but there's no manual for this shit, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one. It's like, yeah, you can go to therapy and, you know, you can talk to family and friends. But at the end of the day, like there's no instruction manual on how to deal with grief and how to process that you know but the best way i can explain how i feel um even one year later it's like being a burn victim i could you live with the scars you know it's um you just find a new way to live it's not something that you get over it's not something that you know you just you know, it's not a, it's not a, like a wave of emotions that you just go through and then it's like, oh, OK, that happened. I'm done. No, it's you know, the loss of a loved one is something that stays with you like a scar. You know, you just find a new way to live and you live with this scar for the rest of your life, you know, and there are some days I wake up and I just cry. I mean, and then go about my day, you know, wipe my face, take a shower, get dressed and either go to school go to work hang out with friends whatever you know I don't cry every day but there you know I have I have my days where she's just like heavy on my mind and you know there are some days I I don't sleep like what the other night I didn't fall asleep to about four or five a.m because I just you know couldn't stop thinking about her but that's I mean hey I'm just being real about my emotions you know and it's like I'm and and now my guy so it's like, you know, the whole the whole stigma of like guys don't show emotions or guys shouldn't, you know, you know what I'm talking about with society and but we don't fuck all that. So anyway, if you're dealing with grief, if you're, you know, lost a loved one recently or if you lost a loved one years ago or months ago or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, it's tough, man. Like you just you just go with the flow. Um the book that I that I recommended in part one and I'll recommend it to you guys again uh, it's a book called it's okay that you're not okay by Megan Devine she mentions in a in that book that one of the most important skills to have is to shut off your grief or your emotions when it's not a great time to feel them now that sounds bad but you know, she's not talking about shutting down your emotions or your grief as a solution. Never do that. <laughs> it's 
never just shut down how you feel about you know the loss as a solution never as a solution this is just a temporary maybe couple hour fix at most um because what she means is you have to have the skill of because let's say you're at work you're at school you're driving dealing with kids whether you work with kids or have kids of your own um you know or let's say you're talking to your neighbor you know those times that's not the right time that's not a great time for you to focus on a loss you know and because honestly you and it's easy i will say it's easy to get lost to you know your mind for your mind to wonder um start with one thought of the loved one you lost and then the thoughts just keep coming and coming and next thing you know you have this welling this flooding of emotions all welled up in you um but yeah when you're at work you're at school you're driving you know operating heavy machinery if you work at a factory or something like that that's not the time to let your mind wander and for those emotions to um to fill up but honestly it's happened to me while i've driven before um not just with my mom what was it It was like a year and a half ago because i work with kids like i uh i work with kids with autism um and about a year and a half ago you know i one of the kids i worked with had passed away and i got news of it and i uh i don't know i just I was fine for most of the day, but then it's like driving home. I just, you know, I just broke down while driving. I didn't even pull over. I just, I keep tissues in my car, you know, mostly from when I'm sick because I don't cry a lot, but mostly when I'm sick. But hey, tissues come in handy, whether you're sick, whether, you know, you're crying or whatever. So I, I always keep tissues in my car. And that's my advice for you. Always keep tissues in your car. But anyway, um, yeah, I broke down because losing losing that kid or hearing about the kid passing, it hit me hard because I love kids for one. And for two, it's like I worked with this kid, you know, and when I heard of his passing, I get attached to the kids I work with. So it's like when I heard he passed, it felt like I lost my own kid, you know. Um, but yeah, don't shut down your emotions as a solution. It's just a temporary fix to get you through whatever environment you're in, you know, get distracted. Distraction is actually a healthy coping strategy, and I can speak on that. Um, Distraction will help a lot. It'll keep you going, you know, uh, because I found out two hours before my first day of class because I, you know, go to college. I'm not in high school. Go to college two hours before the first day of class. You can't miss the first day in class, the first day of class in college. Otherwise, they will drop you. So I had to go to class after, you know, hearing the news. But I didn't even need to hear the news to know what happened, because the minute my phone started blowing up, um, I think I told the story in part one. I'm not I can't remember. But, you know, it, it was like, what, five in the morning or something like that. And my phone I think I had my alarm set like normally my phone is on silent when I go to bed but uh you know I had to get up in the morning for school so you know my phone was not on silent and then my phone just starts ringing and then it's my aunt 
And then I literally push ignore and then it rings again and again and again. By the fourth or fifth time of it ringing, my spirit, my spirit already knew what had happened, but uh, I didn't want to hear it. I actually found out through text because I refused to pick up the phone. That's the type of person I am. It's like, I don't like stuff like that. I can't deal with hearing the person on the other end crying in my ear because, you know, and my family lives in Texas and I live in California. So it's like, it's five in the morning. I'm in California. I don't want to, because if I would have picked up, you know, five in the morning here crying on the other end, um, it's like, what can I do at that point? It's like, I'm going to be fully awake, you know, and it's just, I didn't want to hear crying in my ear. I just, it might be messed up to say, but it's, it's not just let me know through text. And that, that's not necessarily how everybody works. That's just for me personally. I would rather you text it to me because I just, I can't deal with, you know, somebody not saying that they would have cried in my ear, but nine times out of 10, let's be for real. Like something like that. It's yeah. But, um, yeah, distraction is a healthy coping strategy. I've gotten a lot of that the past couple months. Um, it helps. It, it really does help. And distraction is not a bad thing. It, it allows you to heal because it distracts away. Cause if you're just focusing on the pain, it's like picking at picking at a wound that hasn't fully healed yet. It'll just keep bleeding. So distraction is a healthy coping strategy, but remember to take care of yourself. Now it won't change anything, but it will make things easier on your mind and your heart and uh, surround yourself with, with people that have good energy, good, positive energy, people that you truly trust, family, friends, anybody with good, positive energy that you truly trust, keep them around, hang out with them. Even when you don't feel like being around people, hang out with them. It'll it'll help a lot. That'll help. It'll make a huge difference. And I can speak to that. You know, there's a couple people. Um, I don't have a lot of friends. Sad to say, but whatever. I'm an adult. You know, there's like three people that come to mind that I love hanging out with. Um, one of them, as a matter of fact, will be on a podcast very soon. We're going to do an episode together. Um, interview type episode. But anyway, I'm going to give us a little 30 second ad break because this is some heavy stuff and then i'm gonna come back and uh give my last thoughts and close out the episode so you know 30 seconds to get you some water process collect your thoughts be right back if you find yourself feeling better and getting better don't be scared don't be nervous i know the thought of it may feel a little uncomfortable but you're just recovering you're in the recovering phase of the grieving process um that doesn't mean you're getting over the loss it doesn't mean that the loss is not as important anymore it just means that you're moving with the grieving process and you're just in a recovery phase and just because you're recovering and you're feeling better doesn't mean the grieving is over for some people it might mean the grieving's over like just like love grief has no set of rules it has its own growth process there's no manual for this shit like i said before so whatever form of grieving takes for you that works for you that's you know that's for you you know for some people if you're in a recovery phase and for you that means the grieving's over then you know the grieving's over for you but if you're in a recovery phase but you know 
you just feel like, well, I'm just in a better phase of the grieving process then you know it is what it is but um shit's hard man like i said it's it's there's no manual to this shit like it's hard it's not easy but uh you know take things one step at a time loss is a part of life but that doesn't make it any less shitty you're not alone um (laughs) obviously i mean you know shit hurts but um i guess the only advice i can really give uh, whether you recently lost somebody or, you know, years ago, months ago, days ago, stay true to yourself. Take care of yourself. Surround yourself with good, positive energy, friends, family, people you trust, people who you know give off good energy that you can feed off of because you, you need some of that, honestly. Um, it's hard as shit, man. At the end of the day, it's it's a shitty situation and it's hard as shit, but we'll get through it. So... If you haven't heard part one, uh, Growing in Grief part one is episode five. Um, So check that out if you haven't checked it out already. I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. It means a lot. Um, Also, Megan Devine's book, once again, her book, uh, It's Okay That It's Not Okay. And her last name is D.E. Vine. Um, It's on my Instagram page at Chris Moss Podcast. It's the only book picture of a book i have on my instagram page Uh, i might repost it but you should be able to scroll pretty quickly and see it um but yeah i highly recommend megan's book it's okay that you're not okay meeting grief and loss in a culture that doesn't understand because honestly you know if you haven't lost a child before if you haven't lost a mom before if you haven't lost you know and i can go down the line it's like you people don't understand and it's like you know with me I lost a mom, you know, and for everybody who still has their mom, they don't, they don't, they have empathy and I appreciate, you know, them listening and hearing me out. But at the end of the day, it's like, you still have your mom. So you don't a hundred percent understand me, you know, but, um, you know, one day everybody will, but, um, it just happened to me first within my group of friends. But, uh, yeah, so I know it can be hard. It feels like you're alone, you know, if you lost, you know, a parent or a child or a brother, sister, you know, best friend. It it feels like nobody understands. But as a guy who's lost his mom, who's lost a kid he used to work with, who's lost. um, I lost friends from high school that I kicked it with to cancer and suicide. Um, And, you know, the, the crazy part is. I still remember the day I got the news that they passed. Every single friend, you know, the kid I worked with, my mom, like, it's clear. I remember it as if it happened yesterday. And, you know, to this day, I still think about them. Um, So, yeah, before I get emotional, I'm going to end this episode. But once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Chris Moss Podcast, episode 14. Um, episode 15 will be lighter in tone. We're going to, you know, talk about something happy, but I just, uh, I I felt like maybe there's somebody out there who, who needed to hear this and who needed to know that, Hey, you're not alone and we're going to get through this one step at a time, one day at a time. And, you know, DM me, comment on my post, leave me a voice message on anchor. Um, I believe my email 
is on my Instagram. If not, DM me, comment. You know, I'm easy to reach out to if you've lost somebody and you want to share a story or any advice. Um, definitely get in touch with me, type it out, and then I'll I'll make another episode and I will read what people wrote. So thank you again. It means a lot. I will catch you guys in the next episode.